0: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. What do you always say? <laughs> hey,
1: everyone! I really was like nothing. I'd say nothing. <laughs> this is some of our thoughts. Shall we, Shall we begin? <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Sarah and Carter and this is some of our thoughts
0: and some of our snacks today. Yeah, we've got snacks. It was uh it was going to be a little bit too hard for me because I'm hungry. I'm all just always yeah. hungry. We're always hungry. We're hungry girls. Right? Which is
1: yeah, it's funnier because right when I saw Carter, I was like, I've had like the worst <laughs> last 15 hours. I'm so hungry. I'm so tired. And she's like, I brought snacks. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Bless. Okay, great.
0: <laughs> this wine uh, we've been hanging on to for a while and had a very specific vision for. It and it the concept today is bread. The soup of the day is bread. Mm-hmm. And um, this was just one of those bottles that needed food with it. And we'll get into it in a little bit, but um, I'm going to open it so we can have a refreshment and then I just stopped by Alpha Omega, shout out, our favorite downtown place, really. They're
1: so good. They're so consistent. They're so good. Mm.
0: And uh, they have one of the best bakeries in Waco, in my opinion.
1: Those desserts, man.
0: Everything. You brought me those, like – I forget where, what they were made out of. It was like a chocolate. Was it the lips. The lips. <laughs> yeah, with like gold leaf. On yes,
1: it or? was like a chocolate mousse with like a raspberry filling. Ugh, but I have a picture. Ew, of it. Ew, I don't know to this day why their shape is lips, but I think so it good. Was, maybe it
0: was like February. It was like Valentine's I don't know. Let's hope. I don't know. Do you have a preference on glass? Yeah, I want this.
1: Ooh, this color. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Required a sip before I started talking about Alessandro mm. Um, And I think it's honestly just like, voila, because uh, his last name is not voila, but I added the exclamation <laughs> voila because it's fun to say. Um, this is a Sicilian skin contact wine that you can get at the wine shop. It's $41 retail, so I'm sorry about that, but it was just <laughs> too good not to talk about. It. I think I actually texted you about it because um, this is one of those bottles that my... Dear boss, David Mayfield, purchased for me to try. Mm. And uh, he's really wonderful in that sense that he comes in on Friday afternoons and don't try to crowd my David time. Yeah. Now that I actually regret that I just said that out loud. Mm. This is like my special little one on one time with him every week where he mm. comes in and he'll like buy a bottle that I haven't had yet. Yeah. And sit and drink and talk about it with me. And this one particular week he had come in and we were looking at the shelves and he was like, have you had that one? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what about that one? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And he goes, well, is there anything you haven't had yet? And I went, well. <laughs> well, actually. There's this one I put in the fridge just for me, but it's a little expensive. <laughs> so if you're willing to comp it, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like pouring it. It was kind of a, a sunnier day, like it is today, and the sun hit it, and it's just like this golden hue. It is golden, but it's real good. Ugh. it's um, uh, it's an orange wine, but it's, it's kind
1: of savory and like um, mm. like herbal, herbal and savory. That's yummy.
0: I texted you, and I was Almost like, salty. It is like olive oil. Yeah. It's, it does have a lot of salinity to it. It's from uh, Sicily. So if y'all are familiar with the concept, the place, it is an island separate from Italy, but still Italian. Uh, they kind of have their own cultural set of like, I mean, it's very it, things that differentiate it from Italy. It's this really interesting thoroughfare that like historically has always been kind of a cross between like Africa and the Middle East and the European Union So even in their dialect, they speak like a different version of Italian. The Sicilian dialect is um, a little bit more having to do with like Hebrew and Spanish and French, but also – oh, I wrote it down, but so I wouldn't forget them all – and Greek and Arabic. I mean, it's just – it's a Mediterranean coastal community – and yeah. there's a lot of dormant and active volcanoes. So that has a lot to do with the terroir that we're experiencing at the moment. Lots of um, lava rock coasts and pebble beaches. Um, it does sit on an active tectonic plate, which I thought was really cool. That's super cool. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. They have so many things that are like specific to Italy, but Sarah and I know this man, and I'm just going to shout out Alessandro. Yeah, Alessandro. Because <laughs> I'm definitely going to send him a link oh, to this one. Sweetest. He was sweetest so man. proud to be Sicilian, mm-hmm. and he. I remember when White Lotus season two came out, he was still living <laughs> in Waco. He has since moved on, um, but he would come to the wine shop very often because he didn't have like many places in. Waco that he felt, like, welcome. People would, like, give him shit for his accent all the time, even though he spoke beautifully. Because
1: they just had to be like, oh. Yeah.
0: Just put in their little two cents. Just a little too yeah. much, you know. And he's not too much. He's wonderful. Mm-mm. But Sarah met him on a wine tour. He's very into wine. The Sicilians in general are. hmm And we're marching on our pita and hummus and baba ganoush and I think I got the That uh, on. the wine dinner that I went to with him, it was a
1: funny thing. So <clears throat> let me take a sip of this wine.
0: Oh, it's so good.
1: Yes, it was a wine dinner at Pignetti's and Temple, fantastic restaurant. If you've never been, they do these massive, or well, not massive, but like impressive <clears throat> wine dinners. Sometimes once a month, sometimes every other month, but they, like, fly in a winemaker from whatever winery they're featuring to, like, stand up and talk about the wine. It's very educational. Mm -hmm. They do, like, a four to five, like, course pairing. The food is always, like, tip-top, like, wow, amazing. Um, So, me, Joey, and Charlie, the winemakers at VMV, decided to go. We all wanted to go. And one of our friends that they've we've known for a long time also was like, hey, we're going to go to this dinner and we like rented this wine tour bus to drive us. And we're like, oh my gosh, that's great. We don't want to drive all the way to Temple, drink wine and then come back. Awesome. So we all went together and Alessandro was on the bus. <laughs> and that's where I met him. He was sitting close to like me and Charlie and Alessandro works, I'm assuming still for Miracle Ear. Yes, yes. Well, Charlie has miracle ear, like, hearing aids. So they immediately were like, whoa, what? That's crazy. And all of a like, hey, if you ever need anything, like, just text me. Like, here's my number. He's so chill. I'd love to help. Like, you know, whatever you need. And Charlie was like, oh, my god. Like, this is insane. Like, I mean, I'm good right now. But like, I'll keep that in mind. Cool, man. He's a very but, generous person. <clears throat> yeah. You know, like, bus full of people. Not everybody's going to be cool, right? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we are also being picked up. Um, at Ridgewood. Oh. So, there's a, <laughs> anyway, which is a country club in Waco. No Tino shade, but, you know. Not our scene. Not our scene. Um, however, Daryl Thompson is the tennis instructor there, and I love Daryl. He's amazing. Oh, he's, he's he the humble. homie. Yeah, yeah, that was like, or, I think you met him at Rootstock, maybe? Maybe, or when you delivered, whatever, it doesn't matter. He's cool. He and his wife are really sweet. Um, so we're sitting at this, dinner table at Pignetti's, this long banquet table, and one of these men one of these men that was on the bus was sitting next to Alessandro, and it was one of those people that you just wanted to slap, slap because (laughs) Alessandro, like you were saying, he has an accent, so some people, when they hear an accent, it's almost like, oh, they just don't get anything they just don't understand, they're just not from here, and they speak down to them and they speak to them like they're stupid this man was literally like Oh, you know, and gar- you know, garlic sometimes fends off like vampires if you're from like Transylvania. Ha 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 but he was like, But you're not from there. You're he was just like treating him so inappropriately stupid. Yeah, he got a lot of that here, unfortunately. And he never the whole dinner he wouldn't stop. I wanted to like kick him under the table, but I couldn't re- he just treating him like a child. And I was yeah, like, it's this Man is brilliant. He's so sweet. I hope he like poisons your wine. Like <laughs> He would never. Like, he would never, but I would. But he <laughs>
0: certainly talked a lot of shit, which I love about him, too. Oh, yeah. No, he was great. He also brought a lot of things back from Italy for Aww. us. Because so he went to the wine shop often. Often. He Aww, was one of my man. my very best regulars. And he literally, he had a girlfriend in Milan that he would fly to see like once or twice, you know, every other month, mm. basically. Um. So like every quarter he'd see, get to see her. But it wasn't always there sometimes they would go to New York or sometimes they would go to you know where they're from in Sicily and um he brought me a bottle of Barolo and it's Mm. funny because it was almost exactly a year ago it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving oh my god and he brought it for me Jade and Bailey but we ended up drinking it just the two of us and you know what I don't regret that (laughs) He ended up bringing another bottle that we all three had together Like Aww. the next time he came back from Italy. But that time, that was just me and Alessandro. And we were kind of talking about how like awful Thanksgiving is. And you and I have talked about it. It's the worst. It. I hate it. It's stupid. Just and <laughs> It cuts up your week and ruins Cuts up your week. The everything. food is trash. The concept is dumb. Nobody is around to help. And it's mm-hmm. always busier because people you know inflate it and whatever. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about all of this. And he goes, he goes, fuck this let's just drink the rest of it i was like oh i'll just save it for the girls on friday and yeah was like fuck this holiday and i was like yes right it's like it is your bottle that you brought you we can do whatever you want and i felt a little guilty about it <clears throat> and then i didn't after a certain point um but i am so sad that he missed this because he always would ask about specific oh. sicilian like wines. It, yeah. It's very rare that we have them. There's kind of like a row of them at the moment, but this is the only one from this producer. I went down a YouTube rabbit hole with this guy. Really? He, he's so cute. His name Aww. is also Alessandro. <laughs> 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 so that we had to just mention him. Um, it's uh, just like a family-run thing. And what's funny, though, is his father was a ventriculturist who never bottled any of his wine. They just drank it. He made oh wine my to god. drink. Oh <laughs> god! And his grandfather did, too. So he's the only one that's ever turned the the family, like, pastime into yeah. a profitable endeavor. That's awesome. Because in Sicily, everybody has vines. And he even mm-hmm. mentioned it in, like, this an hour and a half long YouTube video that I watched about <laughs> And he said that he, he wanted to do this as his career. And his father, like, worked in a mill and did these other things to make money. But he always <clears throat> grew wine so that they could have it at their table. Yeah. Which is a really beautiful very italian concept it's such a romantic thing to it think is. about isn't it and today uh, i feel like i'm i'm going to get a little romantic about the concept of bread because today the food <laughs> is just bread yeah we were talking about focaccia but then i texted you this morning well you were like oh we were gonna try to do another episode and i thought you know this one's gonna be pretty good mm-hmm. bread it up and we'll bread it up <laughs> and the we're just doing bread as the musical thing too cuz yeah. i have like that out i think both of our dads have bread, Love bread. vinyl and um you know baby i a want you <laughs> just so good and it's all just so good and i was thinking focaccia focaccia specifically because it's so i'm savory. still thinking that too and it now has, that i try cuz i haven't tried this until just now just now which is great when you think of focaccia I think of olive oil immediately Mm -hmm. salt and rosemary yes and this has all of those components to Mm -hmm. it and it's also so simple and so beautiful focaccia
1: is the best thing to make too if you're like I want something cozy and handmade homemade like what can I whip up and focaccia is one of those breads too where you don't need like a sourdough starter right oh, no. like you if you have one you could use one to make it but like if you just have instant yeast you can whip it up in like a couple hours it's
0: literally flour yeast salt water <clears> and <throat> olive oil and then if you want to add some people put like shallots and tomatoes and all these different the one things i, I pulled up it's rosemary
1: garlic with like tomatoes on top of it too i feel like yeah. the little burst of the tomato sometimes Ugh. are so good when they're a little salty but like a little caramelized little
0: sweet little salty Oh, we did those flavor bombs oh, over the, yes. the the fire that one time, and it, I oh, just couldn't stop eating it. I'm still thinking about that, too, actually. Mm-hmm. Those are so good.
1: Just a little olive oil and salt, baby. Mm-hmm. And We going to grill some more stuff now that it. well, it's actually, like, 75 today, but it's about to get cold <laughs> in, like, two days. We'll grill. I feel like grilling makes more sense when it's cold because it's, like, oh, well, outside,
0: yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah, saving around drinking some, like – Balcones Mm -hmm. or wine, but if Dawn's there. Oh, my God.
1: I a couple days ago, when one day had their tavern night, night, Mm -hmm. Ryan took Lucas for like an hour, and he bought one of the, like,
0: Vikings blood mead bottles. You've been drinking quite a lot of mead lately, Yeah, well, I got
1: home, and Ryan was like, hey, I saved you. Like He was like, I poured some out for the homies, but I, like, saved you a bunch. And I was like, oh, great. And I just kept sipping on it all night, and then I was ready to go to bed, and I was like, I think I'm drunk because that's like 20%. <laughs> it's very but it's high. So, alcohol. Yeah, and it's so chuggable because it's like light and like kind of sweet. And I was like, oh, I can just like sit. No, oh, I'm chilling. I'm just like going to drink this. And I was like, just oh my casually God.
0: sipping me. And you know what
1: I said? I need some bread. <laughs> Party bread. <laughs> Party bread. Okay. Oh my God. Did I tell you what I bought at Farmer's Market Saturday? Mm, Baking of bread? No. The sweet and sourdough lady, that's the name of her business. She only does, like, sourdough at Farmer's Market here in Waco. She had sourdough bread shaped like turkeys. Oh, turkey. a turkey.
0: Yes. You did tell me about like, that. I just want to rip a leg off. <laughs> Saturday was a little. We've been working like dogs, <clears throat> you and me. Yeah, I can, like, I'm thinking like I'm cross-eyed
1: right now just because I'm tired.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 I'm glad I had to get us some snacks.
1: Yeah, bless you. You just knew. You knew. I hadn't even told her anything. She knew.
0: <laughs> Whew. But what were you going to say? Um, I mean, I could go, we'll go into a little bit more detail about the wine, I feel like. But since we're just already so enthusiastic about bread, mm-hmm. um, there is a, a documentary on Netflix called Cooked, and I'm sure I've referenced mm. this before. It's all four elements, fire, water, air, and earth. And the air episode is all about bread. And I watched it this morning when I was just like kind of bebopping around my house and he said so much that really, like, I felt like I really just wanted to mm. shout out Michael Pollan. He's this phenomenal author, but also documentary filmmaker. And he's always focused on food and drugs. <laughs> so he has a book about, like, psychedelics and taking acid, uh, like, medicinally, which I think yeah. is really cool. It's called um, How to Think, which is really something. But um bread. Uh, it's... um Ancient. I mean, it's six thousand years ago. He was talking yes. about like how there's really no, uh, no written recollection of how bread came to be. But the best that they can gather is about six thousand years ago in ancient Egypt. Some people just left flour and water in a bowl, and it ru- started to rise. Yeah. And someone was like, "Let's just put this in the oven and see what happens." And it it's tripled crazy. in size. And if you ha- were to have a, a handful of grain, and then also like you know bread the that is a wicked and wild transformation it's witchcraft it is it's alchemy and <laughs> it it's, is it's biology and physics and it's alive I mean this is just one of those things that I think every single culture <clears throat> and every single religion in the world has a a tie to bread yeah it's absolutely. literally like the host the father, the son the holy ghost I mean mm-hmm. it, it's um. Like it's forbidden in Morocco to take a knife to bread because it's considered such such a violent act. <laughs> and in and I love um on the documentary they have this beautiful little Moroccan family having breakfast and it was like mm. this bowl of honey and olive oil mm. and they made a tea and then everyone wakes up and the first thing they do is make bread and then yeah. take it to the communal uh baker because not everyone has an oven in their home. I feel like every like
1: easing into winter every year I start making bread again too it's cozy and you do make a lot of bread I I love
0: making bread two years ago for Christmas you
1: made us all a loaf of bread I did sour I I might start doing sourdough again I had a starter and I kept it going for a long time and then uh, oh Ryan broke his arm yeah and I accidentally left the starter out and it went bad like I left it out for like days which you shouldn't do (laughs) unless you're making bread yeah but, and with bread, too, you don't have to have a sourdough starter. Like, you can make it – you can just make it,
0: like – Flour mm. and activated yeast and water, mm-hmm. literally. And um, the recipe that I always have used for focaccia is – it really needs to be cold dough to be the, like the most successful. Yes. So, I mean, we've talked about making pizza dough before where it needed at least 8 hours. Oh god, the pizza dough. It's so worth it cuz it's it literally is.
1: amazing. It's like when so Carter good. made that pizza dough when we were doing one of the like the round food pizza episodes, it was incredible. Like the pizza we just baked in our oven at home mm-hmm. at like 500 degrees, it tasted like a wood-fired pizza. Mm-hmm. Like that dough was it. Thank you, Eric. But if you don't have 12 hours to dedicate to pizza crust, (laughs) and like you were saying, you'd wake up and make bread for breakfast or like make bread for the people, for church, for family,
0: for friends, like there's a way to do it. I would, you'd be hard pressed to have a a party and not have bread at the table somehow. Yeah. Throughout the history of human civilization, which I think is really something. It is. It's like there's also. Uh, what he was talking about in this documentary, this complex global wheat economy that, like, yeah. in the they call it the Fertile Crescent, that's around the Mediterranean. Which I, you know, just to Ooh. talk about the wine that we're drinking and get more into the the theme of today, um, they have not been able to to keep up with the demands of wheat for their growing populations. And so they've had to export or import it Mm -hmm. from Russia and the Ukraine and Australia and the EU. And that creates this like, I mean, like food riots essentially that happen if they start raising the cost of bread too much. Historically, if you haven't been able to afford meat or vegetables, you could always still afford bread. Right. And I mean, the, like the French Revolution and Arab Spring, all cr- were mm-hmm. started because of food riots. Yeah, and they have, I mean, this this really, I mean, amazing cooperative, like kind of civilization where, like in, in ancient times, you would, you know, divert water from the river to, to mm-hmm. run the mill. And then the mill workers would take the flour, you know, and barter with it to yeah. get other things that they needed. And then um, the the mill workers were paid in flour. Mm-hmm. And then you'd keep like 10% for your family and then sell the rest at market or yep. barter with it. And I just think that we've never really talked about bread. I mean, we've talked about <laughs> having bread as Which, an accomplice to <clears throat> things.
1: And then this day and age too, kind of what you're talking about, like, Places are having – or have had shortages and they're having to bring in flour from other places. I feel like I'm, – well, I'm going to say something a little controversial. Anyone these days that has like, I have celiac. I'm gluten-free. I'm mm-hmm. going to die. I'm like, that might only be true because of where you're getting – the flour from from like if it's GMO like so so many pesticides like to the point where it's like is it even a flour mm-hmm. or are you like having a reaction to like all the shit they're spraying on it like yeah. the weird process that they're using now for just like the quick like the quick turnaround generic ninety nine cent flour you know what I
0: mean like or like the ninety nine cent bread like Wonder Bread when that yeah. happened that is an abomination to yes. bread I, I want like a, that? a rustic country loaf that's like grainy and it has all the air pockets in it bread is supposed to have air pockets y'all this is like the whole concept of the bread being alive and the Mm -hmm. biology and the chemistry that goes into and no bread loaf should look the same that's exactly right Right? yeah do me
1: do us a favor the next time you're in the store looking for bread Mm Mm-hmm. Look at the ingredients. Yeah. And that is including, I'm sorry, H-E-B, but even like your market like bakery no, bread. You're exactly look right. Look at, that's still not bread. That's not real bread. It's got
0: like dyes in it.
1: Dyes, hydrogenated
0: oils, seed oils. Palm oil. So many fucking oils. Yeah. Like
1: that's not bread. That's not real bread. Yeah. It's just not.
0: And I understand bread does truly make some people uncomfortable. It can mm-hmm. make your stomach go berserk. I mean. Yeah. And I feel so sorry for you if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> i thankfully if i were gluten-free i oh uh, but then like the, the concept of gluten has gotten so out of control <clears throat> where they yes. they um you know uh, advertise these like gluten-free ice creams there's never been gluten in ice cream yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> what yeah and i mean it's like kind of like <laughs> trendy to be like oh this is gluten-free but it's uh-huh. like, no, it doesn't, it, it, what? Yeah. Like, what ice cream were you eating before? <laughs> like,
1: Weird I am um, Candy. Like, uh, yeah. Our Yeah. Our food system is not ideal. It in is. In this it. day and age. And but th- traditional, old
0: world, real bread yes. is it. It is. Yeah. And we're, Sarah and I are of the same philosophy that, like, we want to get back to the basics of some of this mm-hmm. stuff. So, like, talking about... You know, making... Ryan has mastered the steak. Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. Figuring out, like, a really simple good soup that you can just, like, you know, bottle in a couple mason jars and, like, yes. pull out. I want to be able to, like, start experimenting with, like, butter. Mm. I've never made butter. I want to make butter. We should do it. Oh, and then, like, bread has also become, like, so trendy. I mean, I guess TikTok is also a new kind of thing, but, like, the bread candle bowl have you been? oh my god where you make i still have mixed feelings about it i'm intrigued but if i make it and just bring it over you'll eat it Uh, yeah right so where (laughs) you essentially make a candle out of butter (coughs) and then you light it and then you put it inside of a bread like loaf Mm -hmm. and just tear it apart and eat the butter Mm -hmm. as it's melting and that intrigues me too Mm -hmm. in a very sexy way yeah (laughs) because it turns me on um i don't yeah no i'm just i've gotten so excited about bread <laughs> but i mean this is just ugh, we've never done like bread yeah and it's the center of everything like well, it's usually the first like you said, thing every that we civilization
1: do. has a variation
0: of bread mm-hmm. yeah and right now we're just eating pita, pita! <laughs> pita!
1: man mm. oh i can read the recipe i have speaking of bread, bread. Go for it. <clears throat> and it even says, this rosemary garlic focaccia recipe is perfect for beginner bakers. Like, you don't have to know how to, like, I'm not a baker. I could never make bread. No. Bread you can, can do feel it. intimidating, though.
0: It can. Because you have to have, like, well, a scale calibrated in grams. <clears> throat> and throat> mm-hmm. But not always. I mean, sometimes it could be a little bit more simple. Yeah. Or But it could be, like.
1: A lot of it, I feel like, is also the bake time. So. When I was experimenting a lot with sourdough last year, I feel like there's a lot to be said on – sometimes if you're like, okay, I'm doing – I'm following a recipe to a T, right? Because baking is like a lot of like – am I just reading it correctly? like everyone's oven is calibrated a little different like i have an oven from like the 70s maybe 80s and not in a cute way like
0: it's a wild card you You just never know where the heat is coming from and also like yeah like we were talking about doing simon's um roast chicken you have to turn oh yeah yeah who would ever think to do that
1: her because she's amazing Mm -hmm. um but like I remember like with my sourdough trial and error, sometimes I'd be like, oh, it's a beautiful golden brown color now. It's the right amount of time. Let me take it. And it would be just like rock hard. And I've also bought loaves of bread from like different farmer's market vendors. So I'm like, it looks beautiful. It smells good. It actually tastes good, but it's rock hard to the point where I almost need like an electric knife to cut it.
0: Do you remember in um, Ratatouille where she was like, oh, but the crunch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> It's a symphony
0: of crackle. <laughs> yes it only really good bread sound this way <laughs>
1: oh, i love i should maybe i want to watch that today i love that movie so much
0: were you the one that sent me the meme that was like <laughs> it took a rat to teach these people how to season their food <laughs> yes <laughs> yep but i still dream about that soup I at know. the very beginning the soup that he made and then the ratatouille itself we ought to do that sometime we should but yeah sorry I, you're no
1: right. no i'm just thinking about the oh, same things a
0: of <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if it's too crunchy and you can't cut it then you're gonna get pissed off is my point too where it's like man there needs to be a happy medium because also if you're also making bread that when you're eating it you plan on slicing and toasting and melting butter on mm-hmm. then honestly under bake it just a little bit because if you're planning on toasting it or reheating it in the oven when you're slicing it you can't overdo it yeah if it's already crunchy as hell then you're gonna make it more crunchy then you're gonna be like "Mm."
0: oh and like i won't say any names of any places but there's a specific like charcuterie board in town Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. sarah and i we just couldn't do it like they gave us the beautiful cheese spread this awesome jam and all these great sausages and i was just so excited and then the crostini was way too the crostini was a cracker that almost chipped my tooth yeah and crackers aren't (laughs) bread crackers aren't bread that's why and bread is better than like porridge i mean and it's all Mm -hmm. the air it's the air that we need and and it creates those big bubbles that have all the gas in it and the gas gives it the extra flavor and it gets into your sinuses. You know what we should do?
1: The olive branch, you know when like butter boards were a trend? Yeah. They're still doing it for dinner. And Joe, the amazing bread, or the baker at the olive branch, he started making bread for me for the, the vineyard. vineyard.
0: it's the best decision. Dude, <laughs> you said he, Charlie told you. Charlie that. told me it's the best thing
1: I've ever done in my life besides, other than having Lucas. Besides i was just having like, Lucas. shut It's, <laughs> a, I mean, I'm. Someone thankful. bought a whole loaf yesterday. She was like, can I buy that to take home? And I was like. Sure, I'll slice it for you, even. Cool, cool, cool.
0: But it is exceptional bread. Yeah,
1: Joe at the Olive Branch, he's it because he does the same practice like flour, water, oil, whatever, like herbs, spices. Like he has simplified it. And but he was telling me their butterboard, he makes rotating like different types of bread, just whatever he's like feeling inspired by. He'll make different types of bread for the butterboard. And I want to try it.
0: Yeah. And he's
1: great. The, The Olive Branch is great, they're amazing. But this recipe, because I'm going on a tangent, <clears throat> okay, you'll need 500 grams of all-purpose flour. And back to bread making, what Carter's saying, it can be intimidating. The most intimidating thing is weighing shit out when you see grams, because it's like, if you think about it, it needs to be precise in a 500, or like a gram um, level of measurement, because if you just go by like cups, if you think about a cup. You yeah. scoop a cup of flour. If it, is it packed? Is it not? That's
0: an excellent point, Sarah.
1: It could weigh so much. Like the difference from weight is so different if you just scoop something out. Do you right? ever
0: get like a knife and kind of tap the top of it and then like level it? That's how my grandmother taught me how to do it.
1: If I if I need something like that, but like with bread, you have to weigh it. That's true. You ha- you just have to. Yeah. There's no way to know. That's if I'm doing true. like something like something different, and I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. If it just says, like, in the recipe, oh, just, like, a cup. Or it'll say, like, sifted flour, pack it down, level it out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, And also, a lot of people don't know how to use scales. No. No, most people don't have scales. Most people don't. I, I had to buy a scale at HEB when I started making bread. So I was like, oh, dang, yeah, I have to, like, measure yeah. all this out. Yeah. Basically, you put the scale on top, and then you hit a button, and it takes the weight of the vessel that you're going to put the flour into. And then you put the flour, and then you weigh it. And it's like tear, I think is the word. Uh, Anyway, it's super, super simple. Do not be intimidated. It
0: just requires like a little bit
1: of thought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this one needs 500 grams of all-purpose flour. And then this says 10 grams or in parentheses one tablespoon of instant yeast. So again, this is focaccia. Instant yeast is all you need to make it like rise, do its thing, make it into bread. One tablespoon of salt, two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, or 30 milliliters, and then 350 milliliters, or approximately one and one-third cup of lukewarm water. And then it says optional. You can add a little bit of sugar if you want to it. It's up to you. Um, The lukewarm water thing, it says approximately one and one-third cup. As you start doing like a trial and error thing with baking bread, You'll find the the texture and consistency. Yeah, yeah. you'll because you don't want it too wet, right? You don't want it too dry, but honestly, with focaccia, you want it more on that wetter side.
0: Well, it needs to be slick from the oil too, mm-hmm. so it doesn't get that dry layer of crust on top yes. until no you bake that. it.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then the ingredients for topping: some cherry tomato or like the little what are they called? Flavor bombs. Flavor bombs. Flavor bombs. God, if you can get your hands on those, do it. <clears throat> A tablespoon of fresh rosemary, a tablespoon of crushed garlic, two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil. And for the crushed garlic, you can also just like place whole little cloves throughout the loaf, which I think sounds great. You know
0: what my favorite thing on earth is roasted garlic Mm -hmm. and to do a little like like kind of set aside pre roasted garlic and Mm -hmm. olive oil and then putting those in there because they're so much sweeter when you roast them. Or um, like black garlic. Mm. That would be, ooh, that would be really good. And and then you can like make it a, a little arrangement if you wanted to. Yeah. Some people make it look like a little flower or like a mm-hmm. garden. But then you could also just put it like all over and then make the dimples. Oh,
1: I, I want to do this. Yeah. This is fun. We have to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so first you need to activate
1: your yeast. So combine, if you're using sugar, combine the sugar and water. If you're not using sugar, it doesn't matter. Bring the water to a boil until if you're using sugar, it's dissolved completely. Allow the water to become lukewarm. So you are boiling your water and then just like kind of taking note, like is it lukewarm? What's happening? It shouldn't be burning hot, but still warm. And that's really important. Add the instant dry yeast into the water. Mix it nicely to dissolve in the water. Set it aside for 10 minutes until it starts to foam. Once the foam is formed on top, the yeast is activated. So like... Ready to go? She have, good.
0: Have you ever watched it when it actually starts to like? It'll just there's like one cell that bursts and then yes. the rest of it is just, just like oh, like a little starburst. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing.
1: It's it is. So to prepare your dough, combine the flour and salt in a mixing bowl or a stand mixer. Now pour the activated yeast mixture into the dough in into small batches and form a smooth dough. If you have like a dough hook and a standing mixer. Um, like a KitchenAid, that's ideal. The dough will be sticky. Do not add more flour. Add olive oil.
0: Yes, always. And really, throw. This is when you can throw some really quality olive oil. At this situation yes. again. The reason why I wanted to do, like the Sicily thing, is I have a bottle of Sicilian olive oil I want to mm. use for a focaccia. But yes, the yeah, like but Central Market olive oil. That <coughs> yeah. Raw oh yeah, the
1: Rustico. But it is really important. Don't add more flour if it's sticky. You're adding olive oil. Make it slick. Mm -hmm. Knead the dough for three to five minutes. It will become non-sticky. In a stand mixer, you can churn it at high speed for two to three minutes. Focaccia does not require too much kneading. But like when it says at high speed, two to three minutes, set a timer, right? Set a timer. Don't overdo it. Don't underdo it too. Proofing. Grease a large, spacious bowl with olive oil. Transfer the dough to a bowl. Cover it with a tight-fitting lid. Keep the bowl in a warm place, such as inside the oven or microwave, for like 30 minutes. Don't turn any of these things on, just like a safe place Mm -hmm. that's like a warm, not too hot, not too cold. After 30 minutes, the dough will will become double in volume. This means it's ready for the next stage. If the dough is not doubled in volume, keep it for a bit longer, like an hour or so. And if you've ever seen like the great British baking show, they're like, oh, it's ready to proof. Like you just put it somewhere safe and then keep an eye on it. The second proofing, transfer the dough to a lightly greased kitchen counter. Knead the dough for three to five minutes to punch out all the air. Now, this the difference is for the first proofing, you can use a standing mixer. <clears throat> for that second proofing, you want to get in there with your hands.
0: Yeah, get like get into there. Yeah. But focaccia is cool because you don't have to like knead it. It's not yeah. a, a ton of prep work, mm-hmm. but you do have to play gotta with to it. You got to work with it still, Yeah. yeah. Um, knead it for maybe three to five
1: minutes. You're just punching out all the air. So you'll see like, oh, wow, this is like so much bigger. You're just punching down all those big bubbles. Then you're going to grease a baking tray or like a square rectangular tin with a teaspoon of olive oil. Place the dough on the tray with greased fingers and give it a flat shape. Keep the thickness not more than like a half inch because it is going to double once it's baked. <clears throat> and then the best part, <laughs> make dimples in the bread at an equal distance using your finger. And then you stick in like your tomatoes, your rosemary, olive oil, garlic, like whatever. Knead it, punch it with your fingers, put the things in. And then again, leave the bread to proof or rise in volume again in a warm place for 20 to 30 minutes. So bread making is not, not by any means like it's easy, but it's, like, you just have to be mindful.
0: And it does require, like, time and uh, mm-hmm. just patience, too. You and really it was, can't rush it.
1: Yeah, the same thing with sourdough. I would set timers on my phone, but I, for me and my brain and also having a toddler, um, I had to label each timer. Like, wait, was that the second proof? Yeah. Was that the first proof? Wait, did I need – wait, what did I – like, just put a – actually label your alarm your phone
0: it's like bread making day yeah you just have to go into it being like okay i'm gonna do this today
1: Uh and then preheat your oven at well it says 200 degrees celsius which what is that fahrenheit oh
0: god oh my god celsius is like so much less i mean it would be like 500 fahrenheit Yeah. yeah um preheat your oven for 10 minutes 450 Yeah.
1: bake the focaccia for 40 minutes in the middle of the oven until it's golden transfer to a wire rack to cool Brush it with some more olive oil. Mm-hmm. Cut it. And Eat it. And, it. and love your life. Love your life. Ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, consume it with this bread. Oh, my God. I mean, with this wine.
0: <laughs> more bread. more bread, on bread. Bread on bread. <laughs> bread on bread. Can I have a bread sandwich, please? I'd eat it. Dude, schmaltz, yeah. Oh. And it's a Monday, so they're closed.
1: Of course.
0: Um, oh, I had a really, last night when I got home from, Sarah let me go early because it was my dad's birthday, so yeah. I got to take him some fried chicken and watch the end of the Cowboys game, and we drank a couple beers, more grain,
1: mm-hmm. and um,
0: and then when I got home, I was very- Liquid bread. Liquid bread! Oh my God, I want to make a beer. Let's call Daniel, I'm going to text him and say, make a beer called liquid bread. Mm-hmm. I would drink all of it. <laughs> um. I got home, and I realized that I was, like, drunk and hungry, and, like, I didn't have any food in the house, and me and Carly were just sitting there, and I was like, oh, my God, Barris is open. Oh. And when I tell you I ordered the menu, my entire refrigerator is full of Barris takeout right now, and I got – I forgot they gave you rolls with every single order of pasta, so I have, like, a dozen Barris rolls. Stop it. I'll bring it over I need it. I need the bread. I'll bring it to your house.
1: Also, if you've never been to Waco, I don't care, but if you do (laughs) – Get the rolls from Barris. If it's the only weird Ugh. local thing you do, the rolls from Barris are, I call
0: them Are the, they sourdough? I don't know. They taste like it. I don't it. know. They are just let you pull them apart. It's got all the herbs on top. And it's
1: light and flat. Like, you know they make it there. It's they like
0: do. cheesy. But it doesn't have cheese in it, but like the the doughy, yeasty, cheesy. So good. It's like a cream cheese bread.
1: And make sure you have butter. Mm-hmm. I have so much butter at the house. Carter, will you bring me rolls? I will. I oh, will. Immediately. Thank you. Um, I'm not doing anything productive today. I'm too tired. But, but I can eat bread.
0: <laughs> we can. Party bread. Party bread. Um, I did want to, since you mentioned the wine again, and like, this, uh, we have a formula for the show, but it's oh. all over the place. But this, this wine, it really was so special that like, David got it for me. Mm-hmm. Someone else was on shift, too. But it was like, Carter, what have you not had? And I was like, I mean, I've been, like, lusting after this bottle. It's so cool, too. It's Qualita Vita Vino. That's one of my favorite Italian importers. And it has, like, kind of, like, a bready-looking label. It's, like, like parchment it paper. It does, yeah. It looks like parchment paper with, like, a bright green gel pen. And mm. then, like, a little forest with, like, a butterfly and a cricket. And, um, oh, the cricket! you see the cricket? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm obsessed. Okay, so we talked just a little bit about him and, like, his family and his father. Um, he's a big natural winemaker. So he actually went to school for viticulture and um, uh, on, onology And he, he said that he made wine before that he liked better than what he learned how to make, which kind of reminds me of Joey, like, going and having, like, this whole, like, immersive experience and you know, there's things that you, they teach you how to do. Like when I went to art school, they taught me two point perspective, but like I mm-hmm. still like painting and drawing the way yeah. that I like to paint and draw. That's right. So he came out of that like a better person, but he still like went back to his natural winemaking roots. And he said the way that his grandfather made it, which I think is so beautiful and romantic. Um and I was watching that video of him, he was like, Oh yeah, and like there's the mountain. <laughs> and the way he said it, he was like, That's our mountain. And like the camera like panned to like this mountain. And he was like, The sand up there is like thinner. The grapes are a little <laughs> bit thinner and like Just like too real about it. Yeah, and, like down uh... below, it's like more clay, like, um, calcareous soil that makes it a little bit more mineral driven which this wine is very minerally and like there's a, a strong it. salinity to it it's like 200 meters above sea level and then on top of the hill there's it's about 400 meters but it still has a very strong influence from the sea um i wrote um there's he's a really big uh, champion and very committed to growing uh, local grape varietals and this one is 100% Gorilla, which I had to look up. It's G-R-I-L-L-O um, from Sicily. That's skin contact, very long maceration, and it didn't say exactly how long, but it's aged in chestnut barrels for seven months. And um, I just loved, like, in the video when he was sitting there, he has, like, quite a, a extensive repertoire. There's, like, at least seven or eight different wines that he makes. Oh, my God. What?
1: continue and then I have something crazy to say
0: okay all I was going to say was there was this little kid walking by in the background with a crate and then like dogs running around in the background it made me happy what were you going to say that was big so you said like (laughs) grillo
1: so I used to be I was a big um uh UIL kid growing up like I went to a really small school so they always sent me to do like the in competitions. And, did y'all
0: have UAL? Me.
1: Not at like Vanguard, no. Oh, it was like, there was a subject like a- Was it
0: like
1: 4-H? Oh, God, no. I don't know. It was like, you could do maps, graphs, and charts or oh. like music memory. Okay, I always or, did like
0: creative writing. Yeah, they, yes. yeah.
1: They, they threw me in everything so they like, you're smart, <laughs> you can do it. And I was like, okay. And I did, I did great, I'm smart. I am, they're correct. But music memory, dude, like- there was a song called El, El Grillo. And it was like kind of it sounded like a monk song. Yeah. And you said Grillo, and that like just opened up a thing in my brain. Good. And I just looked it up. It says, What is the meaning of the song El Grillo by Josephine DePrites? Um, it's about a song, it's about a cricket who sings for the sheer love of it. Stop it. That's a cricket! It's a cricket! <laughs> the cricket
0: it's just like tying it together full circle. This is also- That's of, why
1: I freaked out. I'm sorry. I was like- <gasps>
0: No, that's very <laughs> worthy of freaking out. I'm also excited because we have food today. We were just able to finish a whole bottle of wine in like half an hour. I'm
1: getting so day drunk because I don't have the capacity to do to be an adult.
0: No. We brought food in and I was like, can we eat in here? And Mike was like, yeah, you're adults. adult. So he did. Part of me was like, are we though? <laughs> <laughs> and the last episode that came out- do you remember what she said about us being gremlins and you go, Don't get a, don't give us wine
1: before one? Yes. And I, I listened to that episode on the way to work the other day and I honestly laughed so hard. I was like at one point I was like, We're funny. <laughs> We're stupid. We're stupid, <laughs> but it's still. If you actually have a legit like belly laugh at something like you and your best friend say like yeah. you're living life right, man. Dude, all is well.
0: I got the <laughs> the dregs from this too. This is just this is oh, a great yeah. bottle. I'm thrilled about it. I'm thrilled that we got alpha omega. I'm thrilled that we're gonna get to make some bread for the Instagram. Y'all won't get to have any, but you can watch us and envy us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, honestly, the other day, Sarah came out to the ranch house, and we had a little, you did a photo shoot for v that you f- nailed. It was beautiful. Oh,
1: I did. Thank you, Nancy. You, thank well, you. No, I
0: mean, you know, she just has the house. So you came and did it. Well, I don't, so s- thank you. <laughs> well, I got to come out and make a couple of little uh, dishes for the show for us to post eventually whenever the episodes come out. And we just, like, sat around, and literally, I've got four baguettes and we just sat and ate bread <laughs> we
1: ate so much that day. That night I was like, I've consumed so much.
0: It was the caramelized <laughs> onion and fig, Christini. and then we made the, the roasted strawberry and balsamic mm-hmm. and fe- whipped feta thing, and it was all bread. Yeah, and then. And I had eaten at Pignetti's for lunch with Ryan before oh, that, Probably. and I so
1: ate, that's so what yeah? I had,
0: bread. <laughs> bread. <laughs> Bread for the people. Man.
1: Okay, El Grillo was also written in the 1490s and mm-hmm. was published in 1505. I, I have to play it. this for you.
0: You should. You should sing it for I'm me. So f-
1: oh, God, no. I'm not a cricket. <laughs> <laughs> for the love of it, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> for the love. For the love. Oh,
0: wow. Dude. Yeah. Alessandro. Alessandro. He lives in Minnesota. In Minneapolis. That's where our Alessandro went? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very happy up there. He is? He posts pictures all the really? time. Really? And I'm Oh, um, I I follow him actually. I'm about to drunk text him and say, "Hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> happy non-Thanksgiving. Happy Barolo day. Yeah. The Wednesday before. And we have a Nebbiolo at
1: my house." Yeah.
0: I have one at my house that I've been mm. saving.
1: I've saved it too. I was like, "I don't want to drink it just to drink it." Nebbiolo is like
0: Yes. I love Nebbiolo so
1: much. That's like the, honestly, that's the only like wine to me where I like, I won't just open for like shits and giggles. Uh-huh. Champagne, open it. $80 bottle, open it. Oh, Cab, open it. I was like, <laughs> champagne for
0: you. Champagne for yeah. you.
1: Yeah. Open everything. But Nebbiolo, you respect her. Yeah. You give Time her intent. Yes. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's just too good. She's too special.
0: It's too good for this world.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. not
0: today. Today's a good day to, like, be... Oh, today isn't
1: even real. <laughs> My day's been so weird. I just...
0: I haven't slept ever, I feel like. You know, I didn't sleep last night either. It wasn't because I had a sick child, though. I was just up watching Laguna Beach all night.
1: Laguna Beach?! <laughs> I know. I've actually never watched Laguna Beach, but I remember all the,
0: was like, commercials you, for it growing I, up. I rewatched season one and two last night. I, like, I just laid in bed. Is it I, good? I went... It's... Very like trash 2000s. TV, yeah. It's like 2002, <clears throat> so like they're all like layering tank tops. I
1: was about, oh my god, immediately when you said that, I'm picturing like the the short denim skirts, the layered t- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, straight hair, Vige. yes, very straight hair, lots of side like, part, like uh, under the eye liner. But, um, I just there's something about that, that whole thing from MTV that's like. I can turn it on and I never watched the Kardashians so that's not no, like mindless TV for me I can turn on Laguna Beach or the hills and just like I know what's going to happen <laughs> I took a Kelowna pen oh and I brought myself some new pillows <gasps> so dude
1: I, I need new pillows I got three new pillows where'd you get them
0: at target i got the king size ones though with new pillowcases and i like set my bed up and i just laid in bed for like 12 hours and watched tv instead of slept Th-
1: that's my day-to-day yeah but i want to drink we're gonna
0: drink like, and eat uh barris
1: yeah i like cleaned a little bit when i woke up also i didn't get out of bed till like 10 30 and lucas got up at like 7 38 and kind of looked at me and like squirmed around and he just cuddled back with me and he didn't get he went to bed way earlier than i did but i think he was just like
0: he had a rough I'll morning I'll yesterday.
1: with you yeah, yeah he, he needed some extra big. rest
0: that's fun though to just get to cuddle with your kiddo
1: i was like i woke up too, and i was like thank you
0: yeah because <laughs> i
1: just couldn't sleep. i'm one of those people like if i'm on my feet too long like i'm mentally exhausted but it's my body can't adrenaline. relax well and then we and that was my night last night i could not sleep
0: coffee you and me so, like, yeah. I, I drank a whole pot of coffee before you got there yesterday. And then, <laughs> I have coffee right here. This I is my first coffee more. of the day, though, because I didn't get up to, like, 1030. And I
1: was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Because, <laughs> you know, as a mom, you wake up, you'd always take care of the kid first. And then you're like, um, I require a couple things. Well, and also, I honestly really, really hate having, like messes around my home but with a toddler it's It's just inevitable it's inevitable and you can't put the pressure and like stress on yourself like if your house isn't perfect you're doing something wrong like no i work ryan works we have a kid he's wild like y'all
0: are great come on he just had a birthday party and the house was very clean before and after the party
1: it was it was so i was trying to get it a little bit back to like that homeostasis this morning and then i was like all right i i need coffee now <laughs> and then it was like 12 yeah. 15 i was like oh shit i gotta go I yeah it's been a weird day but i can't wait to eat bread and just get trashed. <laughs> here we go that's that's me today i'm in it i'm I already love there. <laughs> <laughs> you know i am a human i'm like no i'm gonna be productive and do this and this no i need to do nothing we it's my nothing hard. day yeah i deserve it and it you know what much. it wasn't
0: even a nothing day because look at you waking up taking care of your child thank you and cleaning and making coffee is doing something and also we came here and did this so this Man, is not nothing making
1: coffee is something because i always do french press and i'm start on days like this i'm low-key like do i just need to get a keurig so i can just hit a button but it's not as good it's, it's never as good, good. French Mm-mm. press is so good I love a French press mm-hmm.
0: or you know what I might get you is like a pour over do y'all you know? Do you have a pour over we don't I'm gonna like get the you Chemex thing mm-hmm. those are cool those are beautiful yeah. and they're very easy all you have to do do y'all have a hot water y'all have the kettle yeah we have the kettle perfect it's a yeah. great
1: kettle Ryan found like it's a like a what brand is it it's like a really good brand but he found it like refurbished and I've had it for like four years yeah
0: it's great yeah it's it's solid
1: yeah okay anyway i need to get home to my kid so he can hang out with me and i can hang out with him and we can eat bread together and auntie carter is gonna come (laughs) over and bring a party please we need it all right y'all thank you for listening i had a lot of fun this episode was ballin it's a beautiful day in waco texas on november 20th it's like 75 (laughs) god save us all (laughs) michael's
0: like do you want to open the windows and i was like oh yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. but now we're distracted but um yeah it is beautiful and it's the holidays so we're gonna come up with a couple more episodes for you guys we're gonna take a little break in december um it may be the beginning of january and we'll be back with some new stuff in season three it's gonna be season three shut it we're almost at 50 episodes i can't know it's insane we'll do something stupid ryan will bring ryan back (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Man, we
1: need, oh, Jenny said she'll be good to go up. Because Decamp Place is about to open La Bottega. The, yeah. Like, actually, today, I think. No. I think they're, no, I think their opening is like t- at 12 today. What? Because she was supposed to work Sunday and she texted me and she was like, hey. It's like she, Like time. weeks ago, she texted me yeah. and she was like. I just know I'm going to have to be stocking wine and training people for like two or three days prior to that opening. And I'm like, I totally understand. Like, that's fine. That's
0: such a huge venture, though. And to have, it's right now, Brown House, right? right. Yes.
1: And it's like sandwiches, pizza, like very like. More to go stuff. More to go, like low key, not like sit down five star. I'm going to be there for three hours. Like, no, I just like want a really good, high quality, whatever, whatever. Good for them. But she would love to be on the podcast. She just yeah. needed to get through this hump first. And of I was course.
0: like, yeah. We all have a hump. Yep.
1: My hump, my hump, my humps. <laughs> okay, y'all. I gotta go. Um, <laughs> love you. You're great. Uh, what do I say? What do I say? As always, grab your favorite glass, put on your favorite record, let's have some fun. Cheers. Thank you for listening to some of our thoughts. <laughs> get that bread. <laughs>